0: What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Big Dre. And uh, welcome to the Raw and Uncut podcast. And uh, today we're going to be doing an interview with a brother I've been trying to get on for a little while now. And um, it's been a bit of a challenge due to our schedules and things like that. But we're going to have him on today and uh, see what you guys think about him and his organization we're not going to go too in depth with that but uh we are gonna talk about it a little bit and uh go from there really appreciate y'all tuning in checking out the podcast this week um rosa hasn't been with me the last couple of weeks um she's got little stuff on her plate we got a couple of businesses we're getting off the ground and stuff like that so she's been working hard trying to get product samples ready for that but uh I'm going to be bringing in, uh, our guest here in just a second. All right. So we got my brother on the phone and, uh, We're going to be talking to y'all today about this brother, what he stands for, talking a little bit about him and his, you know, not not going to go in depth about his organization, but, you know, I do have a couple of small questions, but uh, why don't you introduce yourself, brother? Black Power. My name is
1: General Ezreal LeBeau of the New Black Panther Party. I am the regional mid-Atlantic. Uh, commander, the Mid Atlantic chairman for the region. That region consists of seven states Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina, D.C., Pennsylvania, and Rhode Island.
0: Okay, okay. So you cover a pretty big territory then? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Okay, okay. What made you get involved? Well, brother,
1: what made me get involved though, is just by my walk with the ancestors, with the, the, the spiritual walk in my spiritual path. I'm a spirit of revolution. I always have been. Even from a young age, I was always the voice and the spirit of revolution. Um, it it seems like it started from day one almost and when I began to become old enough to have the understanding as well as the knowledge and to see what was going around, going on around me, what was being done to my people. You know, it, it, it just clicked. It fell into place. It was like a, a spiritual awakening. Then as I began to really study and really look in depth for certain things and certain answers and began to do the you know, the historic research of it, you know, it, it, it all fell into place, what my path was to be. And so I chose to accept that path and have been doing it
0: ever since. Do you feel like with everything going on around us, the way that it is right now, for example, do you feel like if you hadn't joined at the point that you did that you would have now, do you feel like the organization will be beneficial now for other people that may be interested in becoming a member of the organization?
1: Most definitely, most definitely, my only issue with myself personally. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of upset with myself because, you know, I, I should have done this sooner. Uh, with me, I, I feel like sometimes I can be too questionary, not so much as in doubt, asking too many questions. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. There, there, there's a time to be like that. There's a time to just, you know, accept what's being shown to you. There's a time for all all things. And where I was, you know, I understand being aware and being educated in the thing, but there's also times to where you need to take that step, almost that leap of faith. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. And I wish that I had jumped in from the beginning. My
0: phone. I didn't realize that that they had been reactivated and um i'm a I'm a freemason myself, and so I grew up in a family of them, and you know I've always been fascinated by the you know the original panthers and as a kid, you know when when the movie came out back in the nineties that's probably I probably watched that movie forty times. And uh, I tried to buy it on DVD about 10, 15 years ago. And I could not find it. It was nowhere to be found. I tried to search it on the internet. I tried Amazon, could not find it. So someone told me that it was being blocked from being sold. So I ended up finding one copy and it was from somebody in Australia. And I I couldn't even watch it because of the region locks on the the DVD players. So the only thing I found that would actually play it was Xbox had come out with an external DVD player. And that was the only thing I had that would play that disc. Oh, wow. And I still... I was saying, even even now today, you you can find
1: it now. Mm -hmm. I've come across it a couple of times myself. Uh, through Amazon, um, even
0: Amazon Prime, I've come across that. Yeah, see. I tried to find it several years ago, and I couldn't. And so I bought the one I found on DVD on in from Australia, and I still have it to this day. And um, that that's one of my all time favorite movies, man. What they stood for, what they did, how they handled themselves. You know, I just I was fascinated by it. And you know, the the confidence and that Huey had when he would talk to the police, man, it, it blew my mind. I was like, this dude talking to them like like they nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I was I was always, you know, kind of afraid of the police growing up because they were a little bit aggressive towards us as a people in general. Even though I knew some personally, I was still kind of afraid. You know what I'm saying? And so now right. it's to a point to where. It's whatever. I'll talk to them. It's like whatever. (laughs) I mean, they don't put any fear in my heart. And um, so, being a mason, man, it gave me a a bigger confidence in myself as a person. Made me a better man. Then I got into firearms, real heavy. I started learning the laws and and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, they. This is a a lot of this stuff is information they've been holding back from us because they didn't want us to have it. And so if you do your due diligence and research, you can get it. The knowledge is there.
1: Right, right. In in fact, one of the the biggest things that I've heard quoted over and over from, you know, I'm just going to call him what he is. I don't believe in sugar cutting. I
0: don't believe. But one of the biggest things this devil has said is you want to hide something from a black man, or us as a people, put it in a, in a book. book. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's that's crazy because he and it's it's true because most African Americans don't read. Right, right,
1: and even the term African American. I mean, I don't even call myself an African American because if you look that term up, it's still African American. The term itself
0: equals out to still
1: meaning property. see
0: what I'm saying? Gotcha, gotcha. I always use the term African American because I knew that my great great grandfather was brought here from Africa as a slave. And I was actually born here in America. Uh my great great right. my great grandmother was uh part Cherokee. So I've got Native American in my bloodline and actual African dis- heritage directly, you know, in my bloodline that I know for a fact are there. So, I kind of, yeah, <laughs> I got a little bit of Native American and African in there. So, <laughs> and, you know, it's it's kind of, for me, I grew up in a town right outside of Nashville called Smyrna and Laverne. It's, it's Laverne Tennessee and Smyrna Tennessee. They basically like one little town connected pretty much. And um, there's a lot of racism here growing up. You know, um, we dealt with it at school, stuff like that. And But there was a lot of interracial relationships around here too. Um, and I think a lot of that came from the fact that there wasn't many of us as Black people here. So we didn't have much to choose from. So we dated all kinds of stuff. And uh, I tell people I've been all the way around the around the globe, and I've never left the country you know, and so people laugh, but at the same time, they're confused like, what is he talking about? It's like you know, came from an environment I and mean, we didn't really have many options you know all all the people here were related. we were all like i come, my family was related to six or seven different families in the area, you know what I'm saying, but a lot of us didn't know each other and it was weird. We, didn't, we never really had that bond. And so now that I'm grown, I can see that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that seemed like maybe they were trying to keep us apart. Everything yes, sir, well, is, is designed to keep us apart, to keep us from, from talking, to keep us from congregating and getting to know each other because then we'll start building our own mindsets and, and rebelling against a lot of the stuff that's going on. Because when you look at the world right, right. now, Everything is designed to hold us back.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: trying to get it up and running the walls, dry walls. And we were we were having this exact same conversation. Everything that, that is done is, is meant to keep us apart, keep us separate. We even got to the point where we got on the social media, talking about how social media. It's okay to show somebody twerking on social media. It's okay to sh- to 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 show us being violent and being, you know, antagonistic and ignorant to each other. But when you put us all on a platform like Facebook, and and we're speaking knowledge, and and, and we're teaching and we're educating and, and truth telling. You know, not calling each other niggas and bitches, not arguing, not, not, not fighting, you know, then it goes against their community standards.
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: You, you see what I'm saying? But, but it's okay to show, you know, and this is a pro, another prime example. A while back, and this was from a TV show. It was from a TV show. It wasn't even real. I posted, I saw a post on Facebook where it showed, it was a crime scene, it showed two young brothers. These brothers didn't no more than 18, 19 years old. And it, the catch was some, was something along the lines of, we sitting here talking about having a chopper in the car all the time, but we don't know what that looks like or the results of that. And it showed two brothers in a real situation that had been the victims of a drive-by, sitting in their car. Somebody come through and just, you know, just lit them up. You know, pictures like that are okay to show. But I posted a fake picture from a TV show of a cop that it took one to the head. That violates community standards.
0: Right. You see what What I'm saying? saying? So, so yes. It's crazy. I get it from two different sides of the pit. I get it from... That aspect, what you're talking about, where I get censored, and then I get it from I'm a YouTuber, or what they call a gun-tuber. So, if I post something gun-related, they they mess with me about that stuff, too. So, I'm like, okay, if I go political and speak my opinion, you're going to come after me. And then, if I go inside of my business world, you're going to come after me. So, i am I'm, I'm kind of trapped On on both sides. So I'm always getting messed with. They won't monetize my YouTube channel. Um, I've had stuff just the other day. I tried to upload a video and it was speaking truths about the coronavirus and how it was created and and stuff like that. And they would not let me upload that video for nothing.
1: That is funny. Oh, my God. I I, I went through something similar, so I know exactly where you're coming from. Um, And and the whole coronavirus thing, the makeup of the virus itself is, you know, quite, quite... I mean, it's a damn shame, but it intrigues me at the same time because when you sit down and study the coronavirus... And you know what the coronavirus is, you really realize, you know, Brother Malcolm said by any means necessary. But yet it seems like we ignored that. And these devils picked that mo- that concept up huh? because they're coming for us by any means necessary. Well, we're sitting here arguing amongst each other, killing each other, damaging each other, twerking on social media. It seems
0: like they're the ones who took that up and are using it more than we are. You see what I'm saying? They're more prepared than we are. I mean, if you you look at it, okay, prime example, there was a video that surfaced for a few years on Facebook, I know you've seen it, where it shows the little white girl. The little white girl is a world champion shooter. She does three-gun shooting. And then it shows... This is what they're teaching their, their kids. And it shows a little girl running around doing her thing with the guns and stuff. And then when it flipped over to us, it said, This is what we teach our kids. It's a little girl in the driveway twerking. Right, right. <laughs> that? Yes. All right. yes, exactly. But You can't be mad because the shit is true. Right. You can't. You
1: only get mad when the shit is true.
0: Right. You see what I'm saying?
1: And,
0: and that's the thing <laughs> that we. Man. We got to start teaching our kids more than how to twerk. We got to teach them. We got to prepare them. Like Black History Month, uh, my fiance Raza, her little boy come home from school and you know they were going to be out of school that Monday for Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. So she asked him, she says, so who is Martin Luther King? What do you know about him? And he was like, who is that? And she said, excuse me? And he was like, is that whose birthday it is today? And she was like, yeah. She was like, oh, well, I asked my teacher whose birthday it was and why we was going to be out of school for it. And she said it was just some guy. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, you know what? I got to even better one
2: for
0: you.
1: Someone had posted this on social media. And among our own people, you know, I've heard this time and time again and I've heard this for comrades. You know, I'm not going to go see the new, you know, Birth of a Nation that Turner movie, or I'm not going to go see, you know, Harry Tubman movie because it reminds Excellent me movie. too much of slavery. Excellent but, movie. but, you know what? Which one? It Birth is. of a Nation? Both of them. I had, I had some issue with, with the movie Harriet, and, and I'm going to explain why in a minute. But, You know, you hear it all the time. I'm never going to watch another slave movie. It it reminds us too much of what we went through. But at the same time, the way they are educating us now, those movies are important. Mm -hmm. You know, someone posted a, a thing and they took a screenshot of it where it was other child's homework in history class And it was making it sound like slavery, like we volunteer, like, you know, like the immigrants coming over to work. That's what it made slavery look like. Well, it it was something to the fact of the immigrants were happy about it. They wanted to come over here to work. You know, they came over here by free choice. You know, it, it was that kind of, that kind of dialogue, like we wanted to come over here. And like slavery, like we had a choice.
0: Who the hell asked? <laughs> Who asked to be drugged from their home and chains and shackles, whipped and beaten, and forced to field perform your fields, pick your cotton, sleep outside in whatever pieces of wood we could stick together, and eat whatever scraps you decide to throw to us? Nobody chose that shit. Right. But that's what they're teaching
1: our kids in school, though. See what I'm saying? At least the kids are getting something.
0: Our kids here are not getting anything. They don't (laughs) teach black history at all here. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. They're basically trying to, like, they're trying to wash away what they did and try and justify it. rewrite, rewrite history.
1: They have always tried to rewrite history. And and, and see, think about it. When you work down the word history, what do you mean?
2: His story. story. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. That's why we need to stop using history
0: and start teaching our story. Right. You see what I'm saying? Total separation. Total separation. See people, you know, these kids now, when they watch Panther, the rituals he went through when he was he was buried and went to seek advice from his ancestors, they think, oh, that was that was a cool segment in the movie, you know, you know, they just think it's part of the movie. No, that's facts. They really do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and,
2: and
1: we need to start doing that again. Because that the ancestors, they're still there. They're still there. They, they hear, they watch, they see everything that's going on. Right. And, and, and if nothing else made me a believer of that, uh, my wife, my queen, she's into the, you know, the spiritual aspects, the home healings, you know, things of that nature. Oh, they have a conjure fact down in uh, what was it, Louisiana and New Orleans. So, we went to the Conjafent last year, and they went to the slave cemetery, a well-known slave cemetery. The um, fact it was the last ship they went to a location that had the last ship of African slaves to ever hit the American to, to hit America, and the ship was sunk. They venerated those ancestors of that ship of that cemetery, and do you know they finally found it? Hmm. After almost 200 and something years, they finally came across the wreckage of that. So that shows you, when you venerate the ancestors, when you speak to the ancestors, when you commune with the ancestors,
2: right.
1: you know, you get what you ask for, you get the, the the direction you need. If you seek guidance,
0: speak to the ancestors, and they'll guide you. And, you know, here where I live at, um, there are, we have a, a a black cemetery. And my mother is over that cemetery. She handles all the the business and people that want to be buried there and all that stuff, okay? So a couple of years ago, she gets a phone call and uh they're telling her um the guy that built the subdivision behind the cemetery has been meeting with the city and they're about to award him that land. They were going to give him our cemetery, exhume all the bodies and move them somewhere else and uh, so he could build some more houses. They were about to have the third and final meeting on it when she found out about it, the lady that called my mother. So we were able to to get some, get some paperwork straightened out and stop it. But it's not the first time they've done that. There's a couple of buildings around town. Um, there's a, I don't know if you have them where you're at, but we have these little <laughs> weekly rental places. It's kind of like little little raggedy motels. And then you, you just right. pay like $100 a week to live there. Um, right, so there's one here. You can walk out behind it. And you'll see some of the heads, headstones for some of the graves. They built part of those part of that property on top of a slave cemetery, and then we have another building. If you go out behind that building, they let all the trees and stuff grow up around it. But back behind it, there's another one that they tried to hide. And I'm like, y'all are literally trying to wipe us out of here.
2: <laughs>
1: Conversations with me. When you look at cancer, the body treats cancer or any other, anything that invades the body, any kind of mutation, you know, the body attacks it, correct? Right. So white people are nothing but a genetic mutation. That's all they are. And Mother Nature is only gonna let a mutation survive for so long before it starts to wipe it out. And you see that now. You you see birth, white people's birth weight rates dropping. There are more dying than there are more being born. Then you got things like helmets and sicknesses, viruses like the coronavirus. (laughs) And then on top of that, you know, it, anything that the sun antagonizes and and destroys, you know, the giver of life. If the sun don't like you, does that say about you? Right. You see what I'm saying? So hey, they their rain is up, and they know it. They're doing whatever they can to to to
0: prolong the inevitable. And, that, and that's the sad part, man. They they really are. I mean, eventually, white people are going <laughs> to cease to exist. to Be honest. Exactly. Gonna, y'all going to. <laughs> right. I make the joke. I make the joke often. Pretty
1: soon, are going just like they had us in petting zoos, and this is the first half of the twentieth century. They had black people in petting
2: zoos.
0: Right. So, so that's going to come around full circle, and we're going to end up with
1: Caucasian museums. We're going to be telling our little boys and girls, you know, white people
0: used to exist. <laughs> right. And, it, and it's weird because they don't they don't think it will ever happen. But when you look at the amount of Hispanic community, or the Asian community, the black community, and the, you know, the Curtis community, you know, all these people coming here, all these different nationalities, and they're intermingling and they're having kids with white women. White men, and so that's you're slowly deleting yourself from the populace. The populace, you know. Eventually, yeah, y'all are exactly. gonna be completely out of here. <laughs> you know, we won't be and, celebrating <laughs> about it. Hey I'm gonna have, I'm
2: gonna have a hell uh, of black party.
0: Yeah. and people are like, you know, they, they look at. It and, have brothers that they that mess with white women and, and sisters that mess with white men. And they're like, you know, that's all jacked up. You shouldn't be doing that. But at the same time, when you look at it, they kind of helping you out by getting getting rid of the people that you don't want here. Right, right. <laughs> and and it's
1: funny because they interviewed white people. You know, and they showed us on Facebook. They would, they would stop and ask uh, women predominantly. Well, what would you prefer? A white man or a black man? And, and one white lady she was like, I'm for a black men. And then the better kissers better in bed. They you know the regular white stereotypes. Right. The right. hell of a dancer, this, that, and the other. But one of them made a very interesting point. She said, We are we are dying out. I want my genes to or I want my legacy. To continue on, and pretty soon it's going to be to where we can't survive here anyway. Right. See, they know what's happening. They're trying to, you know, like you said, mix with us in hopes that they will be able to survive what's coming.
0: Right.
1: You know? So hey, I say do like they did to Australia just ship them off to a continent by themselves.
0: But. Mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's just, I don't know, man. I guess I get a little agitated sometimes when I look at you know what's going on now, man, and how we're treated. Like the way I, I found you, you know, I'm friends with a, a few of the Black Panther groups around the country, and I belong to some of their their groups or whatever. So you are one of the friends that I made through that process. And uh, okay. so when you made that that live stream that night when you all were protesting the young man that got killed, um, when I saw how y'all were handling that and I was like, man, I want to interview this guy. You know, I want to talk to him. And uh, you know, the more I watched and the more stuff I was looking at, I was like, I wonder if they have a chapter here in Nashville.
1: Actually,
0: if I'm not mistaken, that's in the Southern, the Southeast
1: region, you say you're in Nashville? Yeah, I'm in Nashville. I'm a, you know what? Let me check on that. Because I'm not sure but I think that the regional chairman, is, you're not far from the regional chairman if you're in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Not far at
0: Right, give me one so second. If you, if, if
1: you want to start a chapter, you want to a chapter.
0: You're not too far away from me. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I got plenty of brothers that would like to get involved as well. Give me one second. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Hold on, one second. Yes, sir. All right, we're back. So, you said I'm not too far from him. I got, I got, I know at least Ten to fifteen brothers right now that are looking uh we were talking about starting a gun club, which I'd already did that once and nobody would participate. But this these brothers that I've been talking to now, that's one of my Masonic brothers. And they are all like me. They love guns, they love to go shoot, and they're big on protecting themselves, our family, and our people. So I think that would be some excellent brothers to bring into the fold as well. So yeah, I would love to get that information from you and uh, see what we can do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: I'll definitely uh, I'll, I'll hit up the brother sometime tonight or sometime tomorrow. I'll send with him and I'll send that. If he doesn't get in contact with you, I'll send that information right over to you, brother.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, I definitely want to be a part of that. And um, something like I said, I've always been fascinated with the Panthers and what they stood for and, and what they did. So seeing it come back, you know, I, I I remember a few years ago there was a standoff you guys had in Texas, I believe it was, with some KKK dudes. I was during the the Trump campaign, you know, on, you know when he was originally uh, elected, and uh, I was like, man, I, it, it was like it gave me cold chills because it reminded me of Huey and them, you know, and and the things that they were doing back in the day, the way y'all was standing off. And I was looking at how the police was backing down and they was backing down the white guys. Like, y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all need to roll up out of here. I was like, yeah, because y'all know it's about to get ugly. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it was one sister that was that was there and she was just she was going in. And I was like, man, they are You're not playing that-
1: Oh, let me also, let me also uh, uh, iron it out a little bit. There are two formations of the New Black Panther Party.
2: Okay. There,
1: is, there is one formation who is under uh, under uh, Christian Muhammad who's out in Texas and then there is my national chairman which is the Honorable National Chairman Hashim Akhenaten Nzinga, and, and that is my national chairman who who I serve and who I'm under. Okay, so, okay. so, apparently, there's two formations as far as with the title New Black Panther Party.
2: Got you, got
1: you. And under Hashim Akhenaten Nzinga, he was under Attorney Malik Shabazz okay. from that yeah. And, Malik. and both of them, you know, were under or yeah, were under um, Master Teacher Dr. Khalid Abdul Muhammad. Okay. And everybody knows Dr. Khalid. You know, as, as far as revolutionaries today, Dr. Khalid is the man. It's the brother. It's the is the the alpha. <laughs> As far as the revolution
0: goes. Okay, okay. So even though y'all are, are two, two in two separate entities, basically, y'all still fight for the same causes, and y'all still stand right. together. Yeah. It's- I mean, we don't work together. You know, they have their thing, we have our thing.
1: Okay. You know, it is what it is. That was before my time as a Panther. You know, it is what it is. I can't
0: go into detail about that, but you know, it's kind of like we, we
1: pretty much fight for the, we do this, we, we fight for
0: the same cause. It's like masonry. Um, right. You know, you have Prince Hall, you have uh, ancient Friend accepted, you have Friend accepted, you have the mainstream which is the white guys, then you have us who we are on the Scottish right side, but then you got the Prince Hall brothers. You know, and then the, the Prince Hall brothers—they don't want to work with us because we're not Prince Hall, and and it's just—it's a big conflict, man. But it's—it is what it is, you know. <laughs> right. A lot of us right. are, are smart enough to overlook that because we all in this. Right. We we learn the same knowledge. We're here for the same reasons to serve the community, and at the end of the day, we all we're the same emblems and we all brother. So, right. and, and see, I started out.
1: I started out as Freemasonry and only it was under the foot of Prince Hall and I only got to the third degree and then I was having issues, you know, with my my now ex-wife at the time, so I kinda had to 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 step out of it, but but I'm interested, you know, in getting back into it. I just don't have a way right now at this particular second to to jump back into it.
0: Plus, I think I have to relearn (laughs) everything. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm a 32nd, and it's it's a lot to learn, man. I'm I'm not going to lie. I didn't try to put all that stuff in memory. You know what I'm saying? I got too much other stuff to try to remember. You know, and and at one time, I could probably quote quote to you, but I can't really quote that stuff no more. But my walk speaks for itself.
1: Let let me ask you a question. Okay. Without
0: revealing too much.
1: Okay, and... And, and this is something that I found to be true: is whether or not an individual is really serious about what they're trying to do, what it is they're trying to to find out, and what it is they're trying to learn. Okay, in all things, be it fantasy, you know, be it being TV, movies, video games, whatever, there is always and always have been a certain line of truth. And there have always been, you know, you'll find if you look, building blocks. You know, you can find building blocks and blueprints to start anything, even if you are building something from fantasy. Do you you see where I'm going? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I should say. Okay. Um, There's some things in a popular um Series, yeah, game series that's made it to, you know, graphic novel is made to a movie.
0: It's called Assassin's Creed. Right, right, with all the Masonic Im- uh, images and references and stuff like that.
1: Right, right, but, but the way they paint, paint it, it's like it's. I'm not gonna say a bad thing, but not too too much of a good thing either.
0: Well, they painted more of the aspect of what people's mindset is towards the Illuminati, because okay. um, if you look at if you look at uh, I forgot which one it is. It's the it's one. It's like the first two or three when you're fighting the Knights Templar. Like, yeah, the first, against, the first. Yeah,
1: the first one is the original, which is is, is against the Knights Templar.
0: Okay. So if you look at that one, they're they're portraying the Knights Templar as being evil, and you know someone that you should rebel against, basically. And that right. that they just came around killing folks when that wasn't the case. Knights Templar were created to be defenders of the church, and they grew into the first international banking system. Um. But you know, certain people owe money, felt like with their position, they didn't have to pay it, so they were ordered, they ordered all of them to be killed and put this bad name out there on them, you know. But at the same time, they took it on up a little step further when they went into the Assassin's Creed, when they were talking about Ben Franklin and uh, George Washington, (laughs) yeah.
1: I mean, I've played the whole series from Origins to the, the Assassin's Creed, in, uh, the Sparta, Odyssey is what it's called. I've played Odyssey, I've played Origins. i played every Assassin's Creed game there is. And I'm going to be honest with you, you know, <laughs> and when I am modeling my, or- my personal organization that I'm building, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling from a lot of different things. And one of the things I'm pulling from it's a Assassin's Creed. I, well, I mean, like I said, you will find if you look hard enough, you will
0: find the building blocks for anything. Right, and that, and that and, stuff didn't come. You know, somebody had that mindset already, and they just put it into a digital a, a, a reality. And so, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff in there was facts, but a lot of it was you know stuff they fabricated to make the game more interesting. But you would have to belong to the organization and be able to the you know uh dissect it and, and figure out what is fact and what is not you no know i mean it, it is going to
2: be next.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Masons and a lot of different things. A lot of people didn't realize that National Treasure was about the Masons, even though they talked about Freemasons all through the movies. And their whole thing was going around searching for Templar treasure. Um, A lot of people still didn't realize what was going on. And if you buy the DVD of National Treasure, the icon when you're scrolling through the, the menu on the DVD is a square and compass. So, <laughs> you probably never paid no attention. I
1: really did. It's hard for me because I'm proud of myself. even though looking for stuff that I found out that people don't even look for. I want to I want to people who go through a movie and find the East Trays.
0: You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 yeah
0: I'm that. You're the guy that, yeah, when you go. watch the the Bad Boys when Mike was, when uh, uh Will Smith was driving the Ferrari and came drifting around the corner and uh, the old white man was driving in the movie, You're you the one that caught that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. I caught
1: that, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I caught that. you know, uh, just like, just like we were talking about earlier. with the, uh, you see, I love this. I, love, I love, 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 love. A lot of people have an issue with the movie, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm a big fan of the new Black Panther movie. Black Panther in the comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, like, two tons of, you know, black powerful Easter eggs in that movie.
0: Oh, that movie is full of it. Right, right. Like, they had the RPG flag in the movie. Yeah. You
1: know, not a lot of people put on to that. Uh, it's, it, it's just a lot, you know. It, it all goes back to decoding and really understanding, you know, what you're watching and, and what's being played out.
0: I think the biggest thing in there was uh, those strong Black people from Africa had all that knowledge, all that wealth, and all that power, and nobody could figure out how to get it, and that was their whole goal was to get it. And right. you know that's basically what happened. You know, they they stole the knowledge of Freemasonry from Egypt, from Africa, and turned it into what it is now, and then tried to keep us from becoming a part of it. And so we finally were able to get back in, and and take back what was rightfully ours. <laughs> no it's a beautiful I mean, thing it,
1: it, 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 you know, it's like, it's like, like it's mistaken, you repeat it. Right. You see what I'm saying and, and, and the same thing follows with that it, 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 it's like the, the lesson is being taught but we're not taking it in or, or we're not taking it into the point of understanding
0: to, to build and grow from that like you shouldn't understand it. You got to overstand it. Right, overstand it. And so, I mean, when you look at, so, you know, everything going on right now with this coronavirus, the way that, you know, everybody's acting, everybody's going out buying up all the guns, all the ammo, hoarding all the toilet paper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do you feel like we're going to get to a point right now in this day and age where we're going to end up Excuse me. In a civil unrest, or in like a war type situation, where we're going to have to take action and defend ourselves, or do you think this is going to quietly just go away? I'm, I'm, I'm actually waiting for a couple of things to
1: happen. But to be honest with you, I really don't see. per say we might have a few skirmishes here and there, but. Be honest with you I think more or less that's gonna be more or less what people do with that part of it and that side of it. Um but as far as our people go what I think is going to happen is it's going to get really serious with the quarantines and things of that nature and then it's just gonna die down. And then what, what 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 people are not talking about right now And what needs to be discussed is I've not heard one person say, okay, let's just say for a second that this whole coronavirus is bullshit. It's a scare tactic. My thing is, what's going to happen if this is just a scare tactic? What's going to happen after all this clears up? Because somebody's going to have to answer to this. You see what I'm saying? Being yeah. the government, being it, you know, the the CDC, somebody's going to have to, you know, answer for that. My question is, who's it going to be? Now, as far as, you know, is there going to be a civil war? Nah. Uh, I'm looking for a few things to happen before that happens. Um, I don't, like I said, skirmishes here and there, maybe, but not enough to fully be called a civil war.
0: Do you think this is the beginning of an ap- uh, ap- uh, apocalypse?
1: Now, that, on the other hand, that is a question of what you believe. Because they've been calling up for apocalypse ever since Jesus' time. You see what I'm saying? Right. They've been called that with, with, with Christ or what, what people did, you know, referred to as Christ, you know, they had been calling his coming an apocalypse. They've been crying out apocalypse for the past 2,000 years. Um, Now, when you look at when you look at uh, Revelations and, and when you look at, you know, predictions and things of that nature, there are some things that make me think that, you know, things are beginning. You see what I'm saying? Like like, like the, the the first of the first. For example, I mean, I'm not a big Bible thumper. I'm not the person that's going to be in church every Sunday morning. You know, I'm not that one. But at the same time, I know what prophecy is. Um, I know what, <laughs> and, 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 and with me, it's a personal thing. You know, not, not everybody believes the same. But again, when it came to me, mine is more than belief. You would actually have to know me, know my story, know who I am and what I've come from. And and see, it goes right back to, (laughs) and I laugh about it. I'm not the average, you know, Joe you meet on the street. Right. No, you hear a lot of people say that, but I can really attest Mm -hmm. for that. Um, They say, uh, don't believe everything you see. Well, 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 with that saying, that goes for double for me. You know, don't believe just because you see me that you really are seeing me. You see what I'm saying? So there are a couple of things as far as the apocalypse goes that I'm attached to that I haven't heard or seen yet. You see what I'm saying? And and there's a certain order to it. And and that hasn't even... There are a few things, yes. And then there are a lot of the main things, no. For example, uh, uh, according to revelations and prophecies, a third of everything will die. That's just talking about prophecy, and it's in more than one religion. But if you look at that, that's taking place now. You know, right. birds, all the fowls oh, so of 30%, you know, a third of the birds, a third of the animals, a third of the fish, and animals in the sea are the fish of the sea, and then a third of man, right? right. Who do we all know is a third of man?
2: Nope,
1: yeah. White people, I hate to say, that would be white folks. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 you know, that that part, you know, there is some truth to it. But as far as the
0: full apocalypse, no, not yet. Now think about this. Have you, have you been watch, following this this coronavirus stuff? In the beginning, no black people were getting it. And it actually came out that the Chinese government, doc their doctors were saying that we were pretty much immune to it. Exactly. And then what-, and see, what they're not telling, but they telling is, we,
1: and, and this is what white people are, are quarantining us for, and this is what they're afraid of. We can get the virus, but it doesn't affect us. We are kids. it gets on our skin, it gets on our clothes, gets in our hair, whatever, whatever. it's not going to affect us. Whereas a white person come in contact was one of us who's infected, but not a, infected, but not affected. You know, they'll get it. You see what I'm saying? Right. Perfect example of that. During the early 20th century, there was a woman named Typhoid Mary. Ever heard of Typhoid Mary?
0: Uh, no, I remember hearing about her. She was affected with the typhoid, meaning she carried the virus, but was not affected by the disease itself. Yes, yeah. Anybody simple. who got into the
1: vicinity of her caught the disease. That is the same thing that's happening here. We're immune to the disease now. You might hear one or two of us dying, but that's because we are, our immune systems have already been compromised by something else.
0: About well, uh, most
1: of the people. Yeah,
0: well, what I was going to say, the people that I've been hearing, at least as far as black people go, that have been testing positive for the virus are all athletes. <laughs> that's bullshit. I'm going that's
1: bullshit. I mean, first of all, the CDC medical community has already said it. If you are not displaying symptoms, you're not going to get tested. Hell, they're not even giving tests to people who are showing symptoms. So, do you honestly think that you know because you're an athlete that you're going to get tested above everybody else? Hell, no. And not to mention, they're also saying, "Go ahead."
0: No, go ahead. Go ahead. They're also saying what?
1: Not to mention, they're also saying that the tests are, are are throwing false positive readings.
0: Now, with that said, I've got some stuff I'm going to send you when we get off of here. I'm going to send you, matter of fact, you can go to my YouTube channel and see one video. And then I've got two more I'm going to send you I want you to check out. Okay, I'll do that. And when you watch those videos, you're going to think back to this very moment when we're having this conversation. You're going to be like, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever read the God, book uh, uh, Behold a Pale Horse by William H. Cooper I got that book right here on my than
2: I, I
1: have really read it because I've been reading so much many other things, but uh, it's right there I can read it I've read and search from it at different times I am familiar with it
0: okay so read chapter 7 <laughs> Read chapter okay. seven. I believe it's, it's chapter seven. Um, he's gonna break down. Um, he's gonna break down some stuff that the government does uh, to stimulate certain reactions and and stuff in, within the citizens and in the economy, in the stock market and stuff. Right. And the stuff he breaks down, not only does it happen starting September 11th, 2001, coming forward, but I'm starting to see those exact same trends happening right now with this Corona stuff. Right. And if you if you read that and you think about it, you'll be like, damn. And when I tell that to people, they're like, well, when did he write that book? He had to have written that book after 9-11. I I'm mean, like, he actually wrote that book and died in the 90s. I'm about this up because book out there.
1: It's called The Eyes of Darkness.
2: Okay. This
1: book was published. This book was published in 1981. And the book goes predicts the exact year. The book says in 2020.
0: There will be a pneumonia-like disease. That's the Dean Koontz book. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just talking about... So
2: the exact same thing.
0: But you know what's funny, though? Dean Koontz is an author. He writes writes novels. So he wasn't even trying to predict anything. He was just writing in the storyline. And it just so happens that what he wrote matches perfectly to the disease and the year of what's going on right now. Yeah. Where where you you
2: read something or you
1: watch some active like symptoms and it's like they right. predict shit
0: and then it happens. Right. <laughs> way, you know Well to me is, is could, it's it to me is more of okay, well, this is already out here and people are already thinking these things. So let's just go ahead and do it and they'll think, oh, they'll be so focused on trying to figure out how this person predicted this that they won't pay attention to all the other shit we got going on in the background trying to screw them in the back. Right. It's, it's quicker than
1: they are.
0: Right. You
1: know, watch what this man does while the other man does this.
0: All smoke and mirrors. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so exactly. That, they they do something and then yeah. they create a distraction. Well, we did this and we're about to do this, but we need to get their attention on this so they're not paying attention to us over here. And it works every and, time. Uh, right, right. And
1: it also goes to the effect of, you know, it's kind of like a child. A child will push you to see exactly what they can get away with. And how much, see, that, that's what you focus on, how
0: much they can get away with right? before,
1: you know, something happens.
0: i tell you what's funny, because if you look at, like, you know, the last several months, we've been having an issue with these damn gun-grabbing Democrats trying to take everybody's Second Amendment away from them, trying to take everybody's right. guns. Have you not noticed... That this happened at a time when everybody's rebelling against this whole thing, and now, yeah, exactly. now they're coming in doing this. Okay, well everybody's focused on coronavirus. Now let's start shoving these gun laws down their throat and getting them, passing them through while they're not while they're distracted. Exactly. And they, they forgot to. What's that? They
1: forgot
2: to have the fact
1: that this is the year of an election. Oh yeah. So there's a major election. Something
0: fucked up happened, or they do something to grab the, the, the attention of the company. What did, what, did, what did Donald Trump just do? Not uh, over the weekend, but over the last couple of days, he said that he he considers himself a wartime president, and he 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 enacted uh, this as a uh, national um, emergency. So. He's invoking rights and privileges that he's given, which he knows will keep him in office automatically for another four years.
1: You know what I call it? Uh, Star Wars. Uh, um, Palpatine. Palpatine. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I'm sorry. I'm a big Star Wars
0: fan. Are oh, you right. good? You good? <laughs>
1: but if you watch Star Wars. What did Senator Papa King do? He did the exact same thing. Yeah. He, he, pushed, he pushed the Senate to war. He actually created the war. It was playing both sides at one time until they moved to give him more executive power. And that's how the Empire in Star Wars started. Now, you can see that same thing happening here. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, just give him the... Just give him a scissor or a call him papper. Programs. I'm gonna make that meme and
0: put that meme out there. Yeah, because he. Is, I mean, at the same time, when you when you watch the stuff that I'm gonna send you, and then you start thinking back to the last few days, and the last couple of weeks of some stuff, how how Trump has been moving with certain things. Some stuff is gonna make sense to you. And it's not gonna be the the outcome that he's going after is actually not a bad thing, but everybody's gonna disregard it because of who he is. They're not even gonna they're not gonna catch what he's doing and why he's doing it. But when you watch what I send you, even though I don't like the dude when you watch what I see, you, you're going to go, okay, I can see why he did this. I can see why he did that. You know what I'm saying? And then there's going to be some other pieces that are going to start falling into place. You're going to go, I'll be there. What, what What? What just started rolling out in the last uh, last year? As far as on a, 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 a telecommunications format.
1: The 5G.
0: Remember that when you start watching these videos.
1: Oh, 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 brother, I'm already there as far as 5G. But the 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 thing that our people have, they have a misconception about 5G. And, and let me explain that. Every time you hear about 5G, one of the main things that you hear about is radiation. Correct. Okay. That is the biggest fear about 5G. It puts out this. It puts out this, this radiation. It does this. It does that. Okay, people, let me explain something to you. And I want those in the back. I want those in the back paying attention to this. White people and black people are not the same people. How radiation affects Jim Bob, it affects Brother Hakeem different radiation activates our melanin. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. called
1: U5 melanin. And if you don't have that U5 melanin, same thing with the sun. You're going to get roasted and toasted. It's the same thing with this 5G.
0: That's this 5G
1: is activating our
0: melanin. You're, you're going the wrong way with I'm it. Saying? You're going the wrong way with it. What you mean what you mean? I'm going the wrong way with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going on that level with it. You, when you watch no, what, I you, way, what I send you. that's what Yeah, yeah. When, when you watch what I send you, it's going to make more sense to you. <laughs> it's okay, going to make well, more see, sense that's to you. I understand it. Because,
1: I mean, you know, people
0: are, black people are afraid of radiation, but they don't know the sex so is different. No, this is going to. white no, this, this is gonna talk about how five G, the radiation of five G, the effects it can have on the body. It does talk about that in one video, but it ties in to the second one I'm going to send you, which ties five G in to uh, a certain location where this virus was said to come from. And see, there's
1: speculations of.
0: Place. The main one, and the one that j- just watch what I you. <laughs> okay. I, I
2: got
0: you. I got you. When you watch it, you're going to be like, well, I'll be damned. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay, yeah. See, you
1: don't turn me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. See, I, 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 yeah, I kind of went in a completely different direction. I see what you're doing.
0: I'm probably, I'm probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel where you was coming from. You're right, but I was going a different yeah. route with it. It's a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, you know, our skin protects us from a lot of different things. You know, yeah. man, that melanin is a power, some powerful stuff, man. Right, right. It's crazy,
1: and, and I, you know, I just sit back and listen. I heard a white man the other day talking about you know, how, how they built the pyramids and shit. I'm like, dude, you can't even go on a damn beach twenty minutes <laughs> without blustering up. Uh, how the hell did you build a pyramid that took years? And they didn't have sunscreen back then, bro. <laughs> you,
0: you feel me? I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember looking back in, in, in the, the ancient archives and seeing no mention of a white man building nothing in Egypt.
1: <laughs> right right I mean I, see I, I've been you know, that's one of the things I've been proud of I mean, my blood my consistent Egyptian so of course you know just like just
0: like a divine Muslim I had to take a trip over there yeah I can yeah, see you brother, got some light-skinned brothers in your family
1: bruh hey my uh did some research and she really dug deep and had other people helping. And our, our bloodline ties directly to Egypt, directly to to the not, not kings and the queens, not the pharaohs and the queens of Egypt, but to the throne
0: nonetheless. Yeah, so, you, uh, you're you you're a canary there, yellow brother.
1: <laughs> uh, he's a yellow brother. Hey, well, it's better
2: than
1: what I normally get. Like, I <laughs> Bro, let me tell you. It, it, it's so real. You can't make this stuff up, bro. I've gotten everything under the sun. I get it. when I Before I got my locks, when I just wore my hair down and straight, people thought I was Maui from Moana, you know. I get <laughs> Hawaiian. You I
0: can see, see that, though. <laughs> I can see
1: that. I had a Mexican in... Uh, Walmart asked me one day. He thought I was Mexican. He walked up to me like he knew me. He was like, Hey, yes. Sir. When did you get here? I'm like, Well, should I play along? You know, so, so, I get I get Mexican, I get uh Pacific Islander, I get all that shit. Samoan, I get it all. Puerto what? Rican, I a I don't believe I'm a brother. Let me get pulled over. You see how much of a brother I am.
0: Yeah, I had a. Oh yeah, I watched. I watched your live when you got pulled over not too long ago. <laughs>
1: well, let me tell you about it over there. Let, let me tell you. About it and the funny thing is, when these cops pull us over, they don't realize that some of us know our rights. Well, the whole traffic stop was an illegal traffic stop. The whole thing.
0: Well, y'all were coming from a rally, uh, a, a protest or something,
1: right? Yeah, we were in Raleigh, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. What it was was Raleigh PD. They shot two individuals, two separate individuals. One was 26 years of age, but the young man that they shot and killed was a 16-year-old. That's the one uh, I watched it. originally. Right, and see, that's the one they took to the streets for. Can you see what they were trying to do was they were trying to layer the 26-year-olds that uh, shot shooting over the 16-year-olds. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so that's cover that we up. Called down there. Right, exactly. We were called down there, and, and the city council was there at the meeting. Okay, so first they had the little thing at the park where, you know, activists came out and spoke. They had that at the little Memorial Park. um, Chavez Memorial Park in Raleigh is where they had it at. We went from there. Keep in mind when we were there, the the cops were already there. They watched us from the time that we pulled up in Raleigh and that little memorial they were having, that little event they were having, We go to the church. We get to the church. Everybody knows church is public or uh, private property. Right. They pull us over in the parking lot. They pull over uh, the North Carolina uh, chief of staff, come to think of it. (laughs) And, (laughs) bruh, that's where they go in. That's starting violating the rights already, trying to see everybody's ID. And that's why I was like, oh, hell no. And see, being me, me being the regional commander, you know they follow my orders above all orders. Anybody else's, especially anybody not being a Panther. So the the cop was talking to the young lady in the back seat. You know, let me see your ID. And I was like, stand down, don't show them nothing. She was like, you know, <clears throat> step away from the traffic stop. You know, try try to enforce his. His wheel and I was like, oh hell no, I am not have it. So keep in mind, we went through that whole idea. and this was like during the day. This is during the daytime hours. Right. So they ended up not getting the ticket, and we actually ran them the fuck out. We ran them off the the property. You know, you, you know, you know that look when you run a a white person away. Boy, they were hot. They were re- they were bad. I tell you, you can feel the heat coming off their cars. <laughs> so, we go to the event that they had in the church with the, the city council members. You know, we, we do that for about two hours. And during that time, the whole time the community activists, people in the community are asking the community leaders, the, the
0: uh, the people higher up, they were asking about uh, the 16-year-old.
1: Right. They denied it the whole time. The whole time. They, we don't know anything. We got to confirm it. We don't know about the 16-year-old. We never heard about him. We don't know nothing. The second we dropped his name, the atmosphere changes. You see what I'm saying? All of a sudden, now, now they don't believe
2: he is this, that, and and it turns out later on the next day,
1: they finally do release everything about the incident. You see what
0: I'm saying? Hey, on, or as much as they released. Hold on, your your whole sound changed, your whole volume changed. Oh, wow. yeah. I was probably just needless to say, can't hear that. I can hear you, but you sound like uh like your own speakerphone, like you're away from the phone or something? Like before you were like I, can't, I can't. Yeah, It still sounds kind of the same. I'm not sure what happened. That's
2: the way.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: man, it's it's a watching how y'all handle them, man. It's a it's impressive, and so you know when I I watch your live videos, man, and I see how you're able to get the community activated. Everybody was you know marching in the streets. The way y'all were approaching the police officers, they were trying to block y'all in. Y'all were up on them with the cameras in their faces, and they didn't know what to do. They was like, they were sitting there like, damn, we, you know, we are screwed up. So what led up, what led up to this young man getting shot? What happened that that caused this incident?
1: Right. Originally, the
2: of Allegedly, This
1: six-year-old brother went to a gas station and had a pizza place. He purchased a pizza. Someone said or thought, oh, basically, what it got out was they thought
2: he got a or oh, whatever, and something happened and I up trying tried to question him. Yada, yeah, yada, yeah, yada, yeah. he
0: took off and made shot. Him. In fact, I shot him seven times in the back from what I've been told. Seven times in the back. And they still had me looking at the yeah. funny thing he had a weapon. All he had was a pizza. Right, right. And he made food. Now, you know what? You can at least say
2: if he stole it, you know, you can say, "Well, well he stole a pizza." You know what I'm saying? Even
1: right. then, you know, it's, it
2: doesn't warrant what happened. But at least that could be an argument. You know, well, he stole a pizza. You know, he paid for
0: pizza, so really, that eliminates all argument. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, you know? and, and but see, it
2: gets even deeper than. You now I'm gonna put on my front shirt, and I'm gonna be interested and I'm a lot of Raleigh, well, North Carolina, in general, but Raleigh in specific has a history of threatening activism. You see what I'm saying? Anybody who's an activist, they get threatened, they get harassed unnecessarily. You know, they're really the last day act- in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, now, what I mean by it, it, it got deeper, I'm gonna give you two examples. The young lady was arrested by the Raleigh Police Department, went through the legal system, went through the court, and she was, they were watching her for two years. She was accused of trying to, what is it, when you try to stop inside rights? is what it's called. Okay. But you know, all oh, she was really doing, for she was listening to Malcolm X speeches in her front yard. And oh. they took
0: that ass truck to incite riot. Are you serious? So, looks like the whole Malcolm X speeches X. in your yard is inciting a riot? They arrested her, they put her through the system, and watched her for two years. Just for just listening to Malcolm X speeches, that's
2: all she did. That goes to show you that. Of intimidation, they try to go through Raleigh, North Carolina. Now I'm taking a step further. Right after this happened, a sister who I hold dear to my heart—now she's like she's like family now—but the sister that was up there with us, she lives in Durham, North Carolina, right? Okay. How about these kids send a detective over to her house? Her children call her. And we're like, mommy,
1: are you going to jail? She's like, what are you talking about? She pulls up to the house and this pig is at her house. And keep in mind, first of all, it's of his jurisdiction. See what I'm saying? That's an hour drive away.
0: Right.
1: You see what I'm saying?
0: Right.
1: And it, yeah, it, it, it just goes to show you that. I mean, and I, and I put it out there in that last Facebook live I did. I was like, this message is strictly for Raleigh PD. Don't you send anybody else after my people.
0: Right. I don't know what you did, <laughs> but your audio is back to where it was originally.
1: Oh, wow. But, you know, that, that, that's, the, that's the measure of what they do in Raleigh, North Carolina. They try to terrorize you. They try to harass you. You know, all levels of shit.
0: To, you, to you, live in you live in Raleigh. Car- you live in North Carolina.
1: No, I live in Virginia. You live in Virginia, okay. Right. Being that North Carolina is under my jurisdiction, anytime there's a call within my region and we investigate and find need, oh, we coming. There's no coming, in and, and you know, there's no. Well, we might be there. No, we're coming. <laughs> let, us, let us send an investigative team. Hey, bro, we want bro, five, six, seven D. What we'll do is we'll we'll do a report. We'll do an investigation, just like Durham, North Carolina, with the the lynching of Donovan Kimber. Um, he was lynched at a housing spot or project area at a bus stop. They, they beat this brother, they lynched him, and then tried to say it was a suicide. You see what I'm saying? Right. They even put, they went as far as to put him on display. They, they did it at a bus stop where, you know, people going to work or wherever caught the bus, and also where children caught the bus for school. Right. Come to find out, and see it happened, everybody was saying suicide, suicide, suicide. Even the damn roommate, they had him singing suicide. But, yo, we talked to the people across the street who saw it, confirmed what it was. There was was also a white, this is coming from a white lady now. She looked at us, she said, look, let me be honest with you. They have been trying to start a race war down here for years. You see what I'm saying? Right. So North Carolina in general has a, a thing with, with, with being an issue against our people. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So it's nothing new. It's just we need to get we need to get people active and get people in the streets. And the, and the chapters are there. You know, we're getting ready to open up Raleigh, North Carolina as a chapter. We're trying to get Durham on board, but they're going to, you know, we got to work with them a little bit. we got a chapter in Lumberton, we also got a, cha- a chapter in Charlotte. So you got three chapters right there. Oh, we're also uh, looking to reopen the Concord chapter. So there you go. You got four chapters right there. Yeah. <coughs> See what I'm saying?
0: So so. Are any of the, any of the members uh, on, you know, I know this is a nationwide organization. Are uh, Is anyone on payroll? Like so do y'all provide jobs for people so they can work full time doing this? Well,
1: well to be a revolutionary brother, this is something that it's not paid. Right, right. It, it, it's something. It, it's something that you take upon yourself to
0: do. Right, but you see what I'm saying. My thought, my thought process was: I know, like in in masonry, for example, um, the. The Grand Lodge in the state of Tennessee, on the mainstream side, their officers are, they are, they pay them. Um, they don't work a full-time regular job. And so they work full-time uh, at the Grand Lodge downtown running business. You know, so that's why I was asking if y'all have people that were, like, actively employed to do what they do full-time because that would be hard to, to eat, you know what I'm saying, if you did it full time. That's why I was asking. Okay, no, no, that's my knowledge. Again, not to my knowledge, that you. you know, it's not that nature.
1: That's, that's a hell of an idea, but no, not, not
0: to my knowledge. Yeah, because I was thinking, you know, like you talking about the National Investigative Team, I was like, well, if you had, you know, if you paid somebody a salary, well, they wouldn't have to worry about feeding their families, they could do it, you know, full time, like an actual job, and and be able to travel and not worry about, well, how am I going to pay my rent? You know, how am I going to feed my kids? Right, let, let me backtrack
1: real, real quick it's not a national investigative team, the The investigative team is based up whoever is closer. Got For you. example, okay, I'm in North Carolina, I'm in Virginia. Let's say something happens in Greensboro, North Carolina, which is like 45 minutes away. Me, and If something were to happen in Greensboro, me and about three or four other people would go down there and talk to the community and see what happened. Then we would fill out a report and submit the report
0: and National handles
1: it from there What what the action is to be. You see what I'm saying? Right,
2: right. Got That's the way that works. Right. But if it's something within our region, you know, as long as we do the report, then we
1: pretty much handle that. So if the regional says, okay, we're gonna do this, this, and this for this situation, you know, we get it cleared with national and then we proceed to do what we set out to do.
0: Right, right. I'm definitely uh, interested. Um, you know, everything you, you come to, you know, being a revolutionary or, you know, a Freemason, you come with your own will and accord. Um, so, it, I mean, that's definitely something I understand. I know um, my fiance and I, we have a couple of businesses. You know, we just opened up an embroidery business and uh, we embroider shirts and stuff like that, um, whatever you need done. And then uh, we also print T-shirts and stuff, and then we have a clothing line called Amani Sambali. And um, <coughs> yeah, we're, that's something we're getting into. Is doing patches. Um, yeah, so we're 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 uh, looking to do a whole lot of different things, and, and patches is definitely something that she's been wanting to do. Um, the embroidery style that she uses uh it's definitely perfect for a patch uh she just okay. like she does uh my lodge we have uh our own shirts that we have made for our lives and she does the embroidery on those. Okay, yeah so i'm
2: uh,
0: uh i'll I send you some pictures of our shirts and uh you can see you know the quality that she uses and, you know you might want to talk to her about y'all's patches okay. or whatever because uh, I was looking at y'all's patches, and uh, I was like, "She could do those." And uh, okay. yeah, so I, I think I think that would be a, a good situation. Um, and y'all's patches, as long as y'all have the uh, artwork, um, then we can work it from there. But okay. so, like, do y'all have? Uh, you live since you live in Virginia. Do you ever go into DC? Yes, yeah, he
1: has a DC. is under my jurisdiction, and I have a strong DC chairman mm-hmm. down in DC. Uh, you know, she really puts the work in. She's really committed. She does what she does, and does it so fly. You know, I couldn't ask for a better chairman to be honest with you. Yes, I have a chapter in DC, and I and I frequent DC, you know, as much as possible. So, so yes, I, I do visit DC. Actually,
0: we just did security for brother, Umar Johnson, down in D.C. Yeah, I have a family in D.C. And um, my cousin and her husband, they live in, well, actually, I think they live more in Maryland, and they, they commute over to D.C. But right. she works Green for City. the CDC. Yeah, she works for the CDC, and he works for uh, Homeland Security. yeah so it's that I've always wanted to go up in that area I've never been up there with my with my full time job I do uh, deal with some of the, the governments in that state uh, getting permits and stuff situated for the truck drivers but it's not somewhere where I can see myself living per se Because I feel like from what what I've heard, it seems like it's really communist up there.
1: Right. That's not the first time
0: I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that uh, from several different people. So I don't think it's somewhere I would want to live, but I think I would like to go up there and visit. You know, tell
1: your audience to stay tuned for my podcast. Right. I'm still working on it. You
0: know, I'm a perfectionist, so things got to be absolutely perfect for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm the I'm the same way, man. And uh, I we've had some technical issues here and there, but I'm I'm trying to work through this system and figure it out. And uh, it's gonna be going forward. Uh, we're gonna be doing a video podcast and everything. So, well, why don't you tell them more about your podcast and you know the name of it and what you're gonna be talking about? Give them give them some some feedback on it.
1: Right, well, the name podcast is a Revolutionary Black Revolver. We keep it 100% real, 100% revolutionary, 100% all-black, 24-7, 365. There ain't no sugar-coating. There's no censorship, no tiptoeing through the damn tulips. Hey, we keep it real. Well, we talk about the the, the the real facts, revolutionary, black, black-powerful.
0: That's what's up. Uh, I know you're, of course I know you're on Facebook. Um, why don't you give my your social media platform so they know how to reach out and, you know, follow you, see what you got going on or get in touch with you if they needed right. to? Well, you can always follow me on my
1: my Facebook page, Ezreal LeBeau, or you can uh, uh, follow me on Revolutionary Black Revolver. I'm still working on the first pres- Facebook page. Um, follow
0: me on Instagram as well I'm on the ground that's about it right now okay. <laughs> I, I got a lot of a lot of work to put in yeah it is a lot of work man because I, I handle uh, a Facebook page for Armament which is uh, our gun company um, if you don't know uh, my fiance and I have our own um, AR platform coming out post around the end of the year. Um, we're testing out a prototype now. It's called the Anubis 224. <laughs> <laughs> Anubis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's called the Anubis 224, man. It's a 12-and-a-half-inch and a 10-and-a-half-inch. Well, it's a 12-inch. And a ten and a half inch um AR fifteen pistol and they are gonna be chambered in two twenty four Valkyrie. Yeah, man, you know it's something different, man. Everybody does the same thing. So this is the world's first two twenty four Valkyrie pistol line. So (laughs) <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. I'ma hold you to that now. Hey, I'm holding you to that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got the I I got the prototype land back then now. We I was I was carrying it around with me today. I know yeah it's it's nice man and I definitely definitely let you know once we get a fish we gotta get that FFL paperwork right first before we can start putting them in production and selling them um, so that's that's what we're working on now is getting the FFL um we've already locked down the barrel manufacturer like I said I've already got two prototype barrels. Uh, we've already picked out all the dimensions and everything for the production barrel. Um, I've got I've got everything I already laid out, man. I'm just waiting on that FFL paper to get here. Oh yeah, yeah, you'll definitely be. All right, then we'll make sure yours is serial number one. <laughs> but yeah. I appreciate that. Man, you brothers and sisters, man, y'all keep doing what y'all doing out there fighting for us and holding it down, man. Like I said, I greatly appreciate y'all for what y'all do. Definitely shoot me that information. Um, so that I can uh talk to the National Chapter here and get stuff shaking on this side. And if you're ever in the Nashville area, man, hit me up. I'll send you my phone number. You hit me up. We'll go out. We'll do some shooting. Check out some stuff, man. Maybe go out and have a grab bite to eat or something or whatever. Um, You know what I'm saying? And and just hang out, man. Bring your wife with you, and we all get together and go do something. Let me switch it over. When I'm out of the Panther Pad, I have to turn my Wi-Fi off. When I walk back in the house, I gotta cut it back on. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, man, whenever you're in Nashville, come highlight me, we definitely get together. I got a, a range I love to go to. My, my girl she love going there too. It's um, it's out in the country, up on top of a mountain, and uh, it's called an OK Corral. And you can go out there and shoot all day for ten dollars. <laughs> so we'll take you out there in the mountains. Brother, definitely, definitely. Right, definitely, definitely. All right, my brother, you have a blessing, man. We're fishing to shut this show down for the night, and uh, we'll definitely talk to you soon. We're definitely gonna have you back on, and um, I want to. uh, Find out more about other stuff you got going on within the community and stuff like that. So maybe we can try and come out and, and support you guys. definitely, keep Definitely, definitely keep All right, that'll work, man. Send me links to your social media and stuff, man, and uh, I'll throw them in the description of this the show so people can uh, get to you straight from the link. All right, brother, you have a blessing, man. Be safe out there and Black Power. Y'all heard it. He had a great show. He's a great guy, man. Y'all check him out. New Black Panther Party. Check out Azrael on all his social media. And uh, you know my social media. It's all in the link below. Rises information, you know, all of our stuff is in the the description. So y'all check us out, and we'll catch y'all on the next one, man. See y'all next week. Deuces. Most definitely, brother. I mean, from what I've seen,
1: it's definitely an interesting place to visit. You're not going to get bored, that's for
0: sure. (laughs) Now, what's it like in Virginia? How do you like living in Virginia? Have you ever considered maybe coming down south? Brother, I got... family in Georgia,
2: I've got land in Georgia. In fact, the whole goal is to get to Georgia at this point. Got you. <laughs>
1: see what I'm saying? But as far as being in Virginia, it's a Commonwealth state. We get a little bit more le- leniency, a little bit more able to get away with a little bit more, but o- overall, see recently, Virginia just act- enacted the red flag laws which we didn't have before.
0: right?
1: So, you know, but as far as the Commonwealth state, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things that are fucked up about Virginia, you know, but I make it work. I do what I do. Hey, wherever I am, I mean, it's decent, but it's, we we trying to get away from it. Where I live at, it's more of a place for retirement. You know what I'm saying? Right. I live in a city that's, like, what, 48% black, okay. 40% white, I believe, and then a certain percentage of Spanish and everything else is whatever is left over. <laughs> I used to have those statistics statistics down packed, but, you know, I, I've been busy a lot, so I kind of slipped a little bit.
0: But, okay. yeah, man. As far as my city goes... Do what? I said here in Tennessee, it's pretty lax. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's pretty lax there. Georgia, I got a. They got a. Is she is she the governor? A black lady. Uh, of Georgia. Yeah, is she the governor.
1: I believe. I believe
0: so. The one who tried to pass some crazy gun laws. Yeah, that had to be Georgia.
1: Cause we got a, uh we do have a uh, big head down, who, who tried to pass some bullshit, but it didn't fly. <laughs> you yeah. see what I'm saying? It didn't fly, sir. So, yeah. you know, really,
0: we, we got one simple Tennessee's a state full of gun nuts. Like our governor, he he's big. Two, he's a big two way guy, and uh, he's actually got legislation <laughs> floating around right now, trying to get pushed through. Uh, to make us a trying to make us a um, oh my god, the word just flew right out of my head. Constitutional carry state. Okay. Yeah, so, and that's the governor doing this, and then we just passed a new law to where, you know, previously to get your carry permit here in Tennessee, we don't have, we didn't have a hang we didn't have like a, a, a carry permit and a separate concealed carry permit. We just had the handgun carry permit. You can carry it concealed, you can carry it open, um whatever, however you want to. Um but starting January 1st of 2020, a new law went into effect. And the new law with the old permit, you had to take a an eight hour class. So you had to have a four hour classroom And then you had to have four hours on the range and you had to put down at least 50 rounds. Well, with this new permit that they added, it's a concealed carry only permit. And you don't even have to take the shooting portion of the class. You can actually take a 90 minute online class and get the permit. So I was like, okay, with that coming aboard, that's going to open up the doors for some other stuff. As soon as that bill went into effect, the governor started pushing for a constitutional carry. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so and then you know there's several states. There's nine states in the South. Uh it's Louisiana, I think Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee. Uh it's it's nine states total. I'm one, for some reason I'm wanting to say Virginia was on that list but they Mississippi initiated this and they're trying to build like a a, a second amendment sanctuary and if you right. were th- yeah you was on that list okay okay so you know what I'm talking about and if you and if right. you were, if you were within the borders of those those states you're protected from the federal laws So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, to that hopefully coming coming to, coming through because they were talking about having that um in effect as early as July of this year. Okay, okay. What's up? Yeah, so I, I thought y'all were on that list. And as far as your yeah, your Second Amendment stance, where are you at on that? Are you uh, are you like me? Or are you gun a gun nut like me? I'm gun crazy. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I am a gun nut, yes. But being a, a true warrior,
1: <laughs> you might blast at me, but hey, I prefer. It. Obviously, I prefer swords. I prefer, I prefer knives. They say they're bringing life to a gunfight. You know the difference between a blade and a, and a gun? The difference between a blade and a gun is a blade don't run out of ammo.
2: Right, right.
1: You see what I'm saying? Right. But yes, I am, I, I am a gun nut. I, well, what I am trying to do, and, and it goes back to the organization that I'm trying to build, I want to, to, to build an era where the gun... And the blade are side by side. The sword and the the AR are are right there together. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because like I said, you run out of ammo, you may not always have a time to 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 lock and load again. And hey, that's all I need is an open. You feel me?
0: Yeah, I I carry a knife and a and a. Uh, power firearm at all times and uh I carry backup ammo and uh like the last couple of days I've been toting around my rifle case. <laughs> I've been carrying
1: on, I've been carrying around my uh Caltech RBG. I've been toting my collapsible I got a collapsible sword. I've been toting that <laughs> that's that's my concealed carry sword as that's like the concealed carry of swords. You got a collapsible <laughs> um, sword? It, yeah, it's a collapsible.
0: I've never heard it of fold, it. It folds into itself. <laughs> so it,
1: whenever you need it, it just, it, it's kind of, it's, it's spring-loaded is what it is.
0: So how does it work, like a switchblade? <laughs> it's, it's a switchblade per se, but the blade comes out instead of over. Okay, so it's kind of more like an angel blade. Right. Okay. So you hit the button and it um, shoots straight out the tip. Right. And then you hit the button also, and it tracks. And, and like
1: I told you, I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan. Right. Right. So I I, I, I often wear the 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 bracelets that that. The assassins are famous for having. Right. The, the wrist blade. Oh right. one
0: those. Yeah, Yes, so I'm a big Call of Duty fan. <laughs> hey, bro. I gotta, I gotta get back on my
1: game with Call of Duty. I've been playing <laughs> some other shit, so I've been away from Call of Duty for a while. Yeah, I uh, but like
0: that. Hey. What are you playing on? Both. <laughs> okay. Both. Okay, I had to get the game i We had to get on the game, man. I'm my ex let Hey, guy. hey, hey well, see, I, I want to
1: make something clear, and, and it's funny. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, you, you do a, some of the things that you do, you base it off a of video game and fantasy." And it's like I said before, that may be true, but like I say, say there are always building blocks there for you to build off of.
0: Because there's a, a lot of stuff that happens in video games that you can bring into reality and it makes perfect sense. Exactly. I just, you know, to, to hear me talking,
1: and I've got this a couple of times, I sound like a big kid or, or, or somebody half crazy. But, <clears throat> hey, I, I back
0: up what I say. I'm just going to put it to you like that. <laughs> I am a big kid at heart, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and yeah, in my in yeah, yeah. reality... look at everybody should just get along have fun but I know that's not how it is and I know it's not going to happen that way so I use the games you know if I I do a lot of research and stuff like that but I also have my time when I want to just sit down and clear my mind I just play the game and you know it's a good you know bonding moment bonding time you know with family or whatever and uh So it's it's not something that, you know, I grew up as a kid to play video games, playing Nintendo and ColecoVision and Sega and Atari and stuff like that. You know, so it's just something I never got away from. I don't play anywhere near as much as I used to, but I do still get on there and play sometimes. But, you know, it's, the world is, people in the world these days are too serious And don't, they're not really fun to be around anymore. Yeah, people are too politically correct. You know, they get offended too easily. You can't, especially younger people, the, the, what they call them, Generation Next or whatever it is. Yeah, they 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 so sensitive now that they uh, you can't say nothing to them. You know they take everything offensive and they believe everything they see on the in the media and on the on the internet and they don't think for themselves anymore. You know what I'm saying? And, I grew up. school and they around Right. Why did you I in an era where if I messed up, whatever person saw me mess up will whip me. They would call my mom and tell her, and then when I got home, when my mom got home from work, she whooped me again. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know, I grew up getting my ass beat. (laughs) You You know.
2: Man. That's
0: uh that that's the asshole from what you got from the you got hit, so you try so soap and take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, been, you got hit so hard you try and scream and nothing would come out. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Special
2: asshole you got hit. After you got the beat your friends ask you, did you get spanked? And right before you ask that question, you make that <sighs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I to trust myself. I used to do it, you know, myself. When when you get a whipping, your parents will whoop you, and they beat the crap out of you, and you over here screaming and crying. They're like, "Shut up!" If I give you something to cry about, <laughs> man, <laughs> Why the hell? What the hell you mean? <laughs> <laughs> that man with the belt in the air and yeah, she
2: had a ass with the okay right. yeah and, and like, the way we knew we was uh no we get ready to go man down to the shop we go down to the shop get out of know, the shop she be standing
0: there with a the belt <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and air, so when you get wet being hit by a belt you to the first. I can tell I tell you what man <laughs> I think the most jacked-up women I ever got was my dad was older. My dad was born in 1906. So, right. You know what I'm saying? So my dad, he saw a lot. You know what I'm saying? But my mom, my dad, me and my dad were outside one day. He got mad at me for something. He didn't really get never get mad at me. But I did something. He got mad. And he was getting on to me. So I was like, no, I'm not going to do whatever it is he's going to do. And I started calling him out his name. Now, mind you, my dad was an old head and my dad wouldn't whoop me. I was, I was his baby. So I was a baby of eight. So he wouldn't whoop me. So what he would do, he would tell my mother what happened and she would whoop me. Which I think I would have preferred him to do. But I called him out of his name. He told my mom when she got home from work. She chased me all through the house trying to whip me. I'm running my ass off. I knew she was fixing to destroy me. So I had the bright idea. I ran in the bathroom. I shut the door and I locked it. So he's like, okay, okay. So what I ended up happening? she went in and she cooked dinner. I was in there for like two hours. She went in there, she cooked dinner. She got through a dinner. She was like, come on out, D, it's time to eat, baby. I'm like, all right, cool. My dumb ass thing, she done forgot. Dude, I swear when I opened that door, I thought I was getting jumped into a game. <laughs> 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 Dude, she tore my ass up, man. You know, and, and you know, stuff like that, it made me a better person. So I don't get why we can't we can't spank our kids now. You know, I, I can understand if you beating your kids all in the head and all that. But finding that ass up ain't ain't that ain't child abuse. That's that's education. <laughs> It's educating you not to do that stupid mess no more. And if me
2: personally, why I do? Hell yeah! Those are those two. things From the cat to
1: the hat? Hell yeah! I'll spank them real quick. But don't do things
0: like smack them in the face. Right. You know, take the big picture. No.
2: I mean, when you smack a child in the face, that's just, I'm I'm, I'm a little person. A lot of people say, you know, that's a child. You see what I'm saying? You're a parent. You're supposed to get a certain level of discipline. That may be true. You're absolutely right. But just because they're your child does not that mean that that, that that child's not a
0: human being as well. Right.
1: You see what I'm saying? And, it's, and, 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 and there needs to be a certain respect. You know? And this, again, this is my opinion. Now, am I saying being your child's best friend, you no! you're you're the parent. But at the same time, there needs to be a certain level of respect and a certain level of trust, a mutual on both sides. You see what I'm saying? For example, you have children who will never in a thousand years sit down with their parent and talk to their parent without the fear of of repercussions or consequences. Like like most parents, you can't sit down and tell them, you know, this is what I feel. You see what I'm saying? Right. Or you said something and, or, or you did something that I felt wasn't right, that, that, that did something to me as a person. You can't say that to a parent. You know what I mean? And that's half the issue. Me, Before I even became a parent, because I was in one of those households, where what, what the parent said was, was law, you really didn't have so much as a voice. Right. You know, should you spank your child, discipline your child? Absolutely. But there also needs to come a time to where regardless of what happened, you should be able to sit down and talk to the child and there'd be a real dialogue. And a dialogue means... You hear the child out, and the child hear, hears you out. Right. Not just, you know, what I say goes. You see what I'm saying?
0: Right.
1: You can't have, even even as a parent, you can't always have that. Because you have to remember that your child, again, is a human being. It has its own mind. It, they have their own feelings. Now, I'm, you know, one of those tree-hugging hippies that says, Everybody hurts. Everybody, a you know, hug or some shit. No, but again, like I say, you know, there there needs to be a, a, a dialogue, or there should be a dialogue between child and parent. That that I that I feel, often see, especially as black, being black, because in the black household, you you don't get that a lot. You don't get the chance to to actually sit down.
0: And hear something from both sides. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. Do you feel that us as I feel that we have to educate our own kids on our history and stuff like that. Do you feel every parent should have that same mindset and take that obligation to make that happen or should we should we depend on our educational system to do it for us. Hell no, no. you
1: especially the education system that we have, hell no. Hell no, not a thousand years. And it comes to the point of because we're letting our enemy our children. This was a society where we taught our children and taught them what they needed and and we taught them what we felt was beneficial to them, then I'll say yes. But we don't have that. We are being taught by the enemy. And when you are taught by the enemy, you're not going to get the full extent of an education and what it should be. You see what I'm saying? Right. So in them. today's society, no. I think
0: they're, they're going to teach... Our children, what they want them to know at the end of the day. Exactly. Unless. <laughs> yeah, unless. We have a high school here. My my daughter graduated from this high school here in Nashville called uh, Maplewood. Man, that school, that education that they get from that school, they literally give them enough to, to help them walk the stage and get their diploma. And that's it. But when they come out and they hit life, they don't know anything. See, she didn't know how to. She didn't know how to do anything. She didn't know anything about banking or any of that. We had a, a economics and accounting class in high school, so we we were taught how to balance a checkbook and all that stuff. They didn't learn any of that. They didn't learn anything. Like we had drivers' ed in my school. She didn't have drivers at it or anything. My daughter's twenty-four. She still don't know how to drive a car. Damn. And she goes
1: back, see,
0: me and you like we
1: grew up, up around the same era. Yeah, I'm like, 44. I'm how old are you? I'm forty four. Okay, I'm thirty nine. So so we were we were close. But uh I never we didn't have, you know, we had economics but it was more of an elective. You see what I'm saying? It was an elective course that you could take. Right. And see, I never learned to balance a check before I became a grown man. And that and that's something sad to say. I never knew how to write a check until I was a grown man. I
0: learned in ninth grade. <laughs> see? There you
2: go. Yeah,
0: I learned in ninth grade. And uh so you know, it's it's one of those things, man. We we try and, and teach our kids the best. I try to teach my daughter how to drive, but she scared the hell out of me, man. She absolutely scared the hell out of me. And so I ended up uh, I ended up uh saying the heck with him. I, can, I was like, I can't teach you how to drive. You, you scared me too bad. I told her to turn and she barely turned the wheel and we're driving straight towards the mailboxes and stuff. I'm like, hit the brake. She barely hit the brake. I'm like, man, if you don't turn the wheel, hit the brake or something, She, I mean, she literally had my nerves tore up, dude. Like, I was ready to just leave her and the car and just walk home. So, yeah, she never, she... Her her baby daddy, he taught her a little bit, but uh, yeah, not enough to get her a license and nothing like that. So I don't know if she ever gets in a situation where she got to escape, and the only way she can escape is with a car. Uh, I hope she makes it. <laughs> <laughs> If she can hide for a few minutes, she can call me. I'll come I'll get her. But yeah. Hey, 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 one of those situations, as long as, as, long
1: as we stay away from the temple, man, those situations, we always come out on
0: top. Right. Because we have common sense. Right, right. <laughs> when
1: we hear something off in the woods, you know what I'm saying?
0: We don't go see what it is. Yeah, uh-uh, and I'm taking something with me. Right, right. <laughs> But you know I watched too many. I watched too many movies but a black man was the first one to get killed. So, that's what I said the
2: you You know of a horror movie. Cuz a horror movie
1: would
2: last two minutes we
1: see the pain, we take the fuck
0: out. Right. We don't,
1: we don't plan, we don't ask no questions. Nah.
0: We, we ain't
1: trying to save nobody. Nah. Hey, I, 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 I wish I would be in the woods and hear something like that and the girlfriend say, Baby, go on without me. Hey, I'm out. <laughs> 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 the White guy try to fight the monster.
0: Hell no nah. Yeah, i nah, i like, You better run. You better run with me. I'm not sitting there fighting this thing. Uh, I'm going to shoot at it and try to give us a little bit of space, but you better take your ass on now. Exactly. Don't exactly. be looking back, tripping and falling. That's right. I get left. Uh, oh, no. no. Uh, see, they got that on a lot of
1: accidents. They had a thing where uh, a white woman ran through some woods. Something was after. She trip over every rock, hit every tree limb. Yeah. She could run through some woods and some high heel pumps. And
0: they, and touch it damn tree. <laughs> <laughs> Man. That's like, a, like the old Jason movie. You know, Jason never did a run. But no. you could be in the car and drive two hours away and when you get there, you're going to be sitting there waiting on you. Yeah. see it again. In the
1: car. It took me as odd because I'm a big horror movie fan that nobody seen. Yeah, then Jason was more than just physical flesh. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, okay, how come they ain't clicking with the rest of y'all? Right. But yeah, everybody knows. Everybody knows there's no animal in the woods that make a sound like <laughs> no animal makes that sound in the woods. So why the hell are you going to try to go and find it?
0: Yeah,
2: See, I'm that not... don't
1: work for us. That don't work for us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're smarter than that. <laughs> you know, I think right. it's just built into us, you know what I'm saying? Our ancestors, you know, being in Africa. They used to lions and tigers and bears and stuff and having to do what they got to do. So that that just that's just one of them things that carried over. Right. <laughs> man, I've really enjoyed conversating with you tonight, man. I appreciate you coming on.
2: I mean, you're happy